Firing an employee is one of the absolute worst parts of managing people. The only thing that can make it even worse for everyone involved is doing it incorrectly. In this episode, we'll cover the three types of employees you need to know how to fire and some tips on how to do it. Running a service business can be hard. It is not unusual for business owners in industries like contracting, home repair, auto repair, business-to-business services like janitorial, IT and accounting, and many others to feel overwhelmed by all the priorities facing them at any given time. Between addressing the needs of the customers, managing the employees, figuring out the financials, and getting processes in place, feeling like you're making significant progress on your business journey can be difficult. Welcome to Service Industry Success, hosted by Brian Harding. Each week, Brian will look at real-world strategies for building the business you are dreaming of, while also sharing tactics to get through some of the most frustrating parts of business ownership with a lot more ease. Let's get started. I'll never forget the first time I had to fire someone. I think I was 24. It was late on a Friday night. I was a swing shift supervisor. You've heard me talk about before, if you've listened to previous episodes. I talked talk about what a horrible supervisor I was when I started. This was that job. I was a swing shift supervisor. And the guy I had to fire, I can't remember his name. Uh, he was a big dude. Uh, he had easily, he had four, five, six inches on me. Big muscular guy. And he was into MMA. Like he was into mixed martial arts stuff. And I really thought he was just going to beat the crap out of me. <laughs> I passively told my boss and, and some peers about being afraid of getting my ass kicked. And they, and they, uh, they responded by chuckling and laughing. And I remember, and so how it worked was they would leave at 5 PM and I was there till like midnight. I was swing shift supervisor. So the, 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 the regular folks would go home and I would stay late. That's kind of how it worked. And I literally asked them at some point at like four 30, how does this work? Like what, what do I do? You know? And they offered a couple of insignificant suggestions. I don't remember what they were. But they basically said, eh, you'll figure it out. And then they promptly left at five o'clock. And so I had to think about this crappy thing I had to do for like the next six hours until it was time. Because the way they did it, which I don't recommend at all, was they waited until like an hour before the shift ended and on a Friday, which again, I, that's I, possibly one of the worst things that you could do. Anyhow, um, firing people is one of those things that's never really talked about, except when people who've had to do it kind of share horror stories over lunch or drinks or whatever. Um, there's not a lot of discussion about this. There's lots of legal concerns about giving advice on this topic. So I'm going to, I'm going to talk about some things. I'm going to be really vague about others. I'm also going to drop a couple of legal disclaimers, uh, but I don't want anybody to go through what I did that first time. And actually the first several times I had to terminate somebody were brutal, you know, and until I, learn what to do and what not to do through hearing other people share their stories of what worked and what didn't work through some people who just mentored me and like coached me up on how to do it trial and error myself um, until I actually learned what to do and what not to do. It was, it was just, it was horrendous. It was brutal. And it sucked for everyone. Not least of all the person getting fired. Like, you know, when you're clumsy at this and clunky at it, it takes an already excruciating situation and makes it even worse for the person whose whose life is really changing, and that's that's something that um, I would like to be aware of. Is you know, yeah, it sucks for me, but it really sucks for them. And let, what can I do to make this as easy for everyone involved? That's that's just kind of my my approach on this entire thing. So there's basically three kinds of employees that we're going to have to deal with most of the time in this situation. 
the first one is the newbie, the person who's been around for a few months or less. It's just not working out. You just, everyone knows it's not a good fit. Um, they just don't, they don't get it. Uh, they're not coachable. They got some behavioral issues. They got attendance issues, like whatever it is. It, it, it's a new guy that's not working out. So that's the first category. The second one is an employee who's been around for a while and there's just a variety of issues. There's not one singular thing you can put your finger on and say, this is the thing. There's a bunch of this is the things. There's a, there's a, a variety of problems that, that are going on. And it's not one acute situation or one uh, acute problem. It's just a bunch of stuff. So that's the second category, an employee who's been around for a while who has this kind of a variety of problems. And the third one is the employee who's been around who commits a single egregious offense. So these are the three that, in my experience, are the most common that we have to deal with. I, I can't really think of any off the top. I'm sure there are. I can't think of any off the top of my head that would not fit into one of these categories. I, I'm sure there are some. I'm not saying that this, these three will cover every possible scenario. But for, in my experience, it covers the vast majority of the situations I face. So here comes the disclaimer. I am not a lawyer. I don't know your situation. I don't know the laws where your business is located. I don't even know where your business is located. I don't know what industry you're in. This is not legal advice. One of the things you're going to hear me say today more and more often than you would probably care to hear is talk to your attorney and do what your attorney says. If your attorney says that I'm a dope and to do the exact opposite of what I say, listen to your attorney. He or she is the expert in your state and in your situation. I am not. So I'm not just saying this. This is not like just a legal disclaimer. Like I really mean this. Part of what I'm going to talk about today is for these kind three kinds of situations, these three kinds of employees you need to fire. My, my first point is like for each one of these three types of employees, the newbie who's just not working out, the employee who's been around for a while, has got a variety of issues and the employee who's been around who has an acute egregious offense they, they committed for each one of those three, you need to know because you've spoken to your attorney and your attorney and you have kind of mapped out the process, how this works for each of these three. Again, it'll be different. So um, in other words, you should know at this moment, if you had to fire an employee who fit in one of those three descriptions, exactly how you would do it. So how you would do it with a new person is different than how you do it with somebody who's been around for seven years. It just is. There's less of a relationship. There's less risk. There's less, lots of less, there's lots of things that are less. In those situations, it might be a casual conversation in the parking lot. Uh, hey, you know, it's just not working out. I need to grab your stuff. Sorry. You know, we're paying you for the day. Have a good, have a good day. It could be that simple if they've been around for like three days. Somebody's been around for a week, or I'm sorry, for like seven years. Um, it's not going to be that casual. It's not going to be that transactional. It's going to be different. You need to know, though. We all need to know in each of these situations how it happens. So I'm not talking about how to decide to fire somebody. We'll be really clear here. I'm talking, although you need to know that too, by the way. But I'm talking about the actual act of doing it. So you've made the decision, this person can't work here anymore. How do we transmit that information and go through the process of, of doing this? That is what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about how to decide if you're going to fire somebody. I don't know if I can even do that on a podcast. There's so many different variables. There's so many different laws in different states and different jurisdictions. Different. I mean, just, I don't know if I can even do that on a podcast. Maybe one day I will, but that's not what I'm talking about today. Today, I'm talking about the act of doing it. So you've made the decision. Now we're going to do that. That is what I'm talking about today. So we need to know at any moment, including right now, like if I face a situation, if I had to fire somebody who'd been on board for 43 days, how do I do that? And have a scripted kind of 
orchestrated plan. Uh, so this is this is um, this is something we're going to do differently. At least I hope you will. When it's a new person who's only been on board for a few weeks and just not working out, then you wouldn't employ again. Like I said, who's been on board for seven years? I, I just those are different scenarios. We need to understand that there's differences. We need to have a plan for all of them. So again, we need a well orchestrated plan. We want this to be a quick thing. This is not something that you're going to hear me talk about a little bit. This is not something that is is better to drag out. There's no benefit for that for anyone. I don't want this to be, I don't want this to look like I'm like I'm rushing them out the door, but I don't want to dawdle on anything here. Like let's transmit the information that needs to be transmitted and move on. All right. So when I say have a plan, I mean first thing is have everything I need to happen worked out in advance. If they need escorted out. If you're in a situation like that, or they need a ride home, the person doing those things needs to know that they're doing it before it has to happen and when. So if somebody needs a ride home, I will tell the person, you know, um, I'm going to be letting so-and-so go here in a few minutes. They're going to need a ride home in like 10 minutes. I need you to be ready. Stop what you're doing. Literally just wait here. And when we come out, give them a ride home. Don't get distracted. Don't let somebody come up and say, hey, I need your help with something. Like we need this stuff to happen quickly. All right. If you think the police might need to get involved, if God forbid you're in a situation like that, and it's, it's, you know, listen, it happens sometimes. Um, unfortunately, I've been in a couple of these more, more often than I would like. If that has to happen, somebody has to know, uh, somebody has to know outside of the office where this conversation is happening. If you hear some things, just call the police. Don't rely on these things happening organically. Like let's plan for these things to happen. Here's one of the biggest things that again, you need to talk to your attorney about. You have to know what language to use and what language not to use. And I have very strong opinions on what to say and more importantly, what not to say, but I'm not going to get into that here. I do cover this stuff with clients because I know where, where it's state they're in. I know the things that are the laws that are applicable. This is something, again, very strong disclaimer here. Please talk to your attorney. You have to know there's certain phrases that you must say. And there's certain phrases you cannot say, and you need to know those well in advance. And these are not easy to stick to sometimes. We'll get into why that is here in a minute. We need to know part of our plan, who's going to sit where. I'm bringing them in my office, for example. That's pretty easy. They're going to sit at the chair across from my desk or whatever. That's fine. If it's going to be somewhere besides there, like I need to plan who's sitting. I, I, again, I want this to be orchestrated. I want to, I'm not, I'm not controlling for the sake of control. I just want to know what's where. For example, if I'm going to give them a letter, I got to know where to put the letter so it's ready to give them. So I'm not fumbling around looking for a letter. You know, there's, there's, if I have a checklist, which we're going to get into, I have to know where to put it. <laughs> so I have to know where I'm going to sit. I have to know where they're going to sit. Like these things need to be scripted out. Um, as far as who's going to sit where, like I do think that there's a, a number of people that is appropriate. Two is best, especially if you're a man firing a woman, please have two people in the room. It's just better for everyone involved. Have two people in the room. If the second person can be a woman, that's even better. Have a second person there. Now, not that does not mean three or four people. That's way too many. And and, and I've been in situations where there's been four people terminating one person, and they feel absolutely like a caged animal, and it does not go well. It just adds fuel to the fire, which is one of the things that I'm going to talk about. We do not want to do. I want to de-escalate things here, not ramp them up. So in my opinion, two is best, especially if it's a man firing a woman. Have that second person be a woman, even if it's not a person who's in an authority role, even if it's not a person in a different department, just somebody to sit there quietly and watch and do nothing, say not say a word, 
Just sit there and observe. That's fine. If you're giving them a letter, have it ready. Don't have to look around or fumble around for it. Don't, don't forget where you put it for credit. Like, you know, I would just slide it into my laptop and I would, I would see it when it was time to hand them a letter. I would pull it out and I'd hand it to them on the letter. If you're going to give it to them, this is not necessarily something that again, talk to your attorney. You may or may not need them to sign it. It's a letter from me to them. I don't, you know, in my situations, I haven't had a burning desire for them to sign it. I'm just, I signed it because it was a letter from me to them. Um, there's been cases though I know of where people have asked them to sign things. Oh, okay, again, work all that out with your attorney. Do not rely on memory. This is one of the critical things. You don't want you don't have a situation where you got to call the person an hour later and say, "Oh, I'm sorry, I forgot to get the gate code or the the gate um, clicker from you." You know, or I forgot to get the office door key from you. Can you bring that back? Like, let's not do that. That that is not that's not fun for anyone. Do not rely on memory. If you need things from them, you're going to need a credit card. You're going to need a car key or office key, the gate clicker, you know, what uniforms, like whatever it is you need, have a checklist of things you go down. If you want an exit interview completed, have it ready and as simple as possible for them to complete, have their name already on it, have their hire date already on it. If that's the stuff you want on there, like I will take on the burden of doing these things. I want to make this as fast and efficient and easy as possible. Now, exit interviews, there's pros and cons to having exit interviews. There's times where it's beneficial. There's times where it's not. Again, talk to your attorney. Have a plan. I'm not going to cover that here. Um, again, I have strong opinions on exit interviews. I think there's times where it it, it makes sense and times where it doesn't. I'm not going to get into that. You need to know, You need to know for your situation, for these three kinds of people, do you want an exit interview? And I think it's important for us to understand the point of the conversation where I'm terminating somebody. The point of the conversation is not, well, I'll get into what it's not in a minute. The point is strictly to relay information. Here's what is happening. Here's what is happening next. Here's who you contact if you have questions. That's kind of it. That's kind of the point of the conversation. I approach the conversation from the point of view of having explained this, whatever happened here to a judge six months from now, if something bad happens. I want to be able to explain what I did to somebody who was not there and I'm, and I'm doing all things knowing that that's a possibility. I have to explain this. Like what was my behavior like in this meeting? I better be able to explain that to somebody later on. Not that I've ever been in a situation, which I haven't, where I've had to explain things to a judge six months from now or a year from now, but that's kind of how I approach it. Like somebody is going to be judging my behavior here. I'm going to have to explain how I conducted myself. I better be acting appropriately. And I have to understand what this conversation is not. This is not an investigation. This is not an attempt to argue over a situation. All that's already happened. This is not a chance for me to clear the air. This is not a chance for me to get the last word. I don't want to get into a detailed discussion or argument about what did or did not happen. The decision's been made. I'm not changing my mind. There's no point discussing anything further in this particular incident or this series of incidents or the incidents that we're not talking about. If I, I'm just relaying the information that I've made a decision or the company has, and we are doing this thing, here's what you can expect next. Here's where your paycheck is. Here's where your benefits, how your benefits works. Here's what you can expect to happen in the next few weeks. If there's things in, that are going to happen, again, benefits is a common thing. Paychecks are common things. If if things are, are not turned back in, there might be payroll deductions that we have to explain. There might be a situation where we have to take some, you know, take somebody home in the company vehicle, they unload their tools and we bring the company vehicle back. Just explain that stuff. Here's what's happening. Here's what's going to happen. Here's who you call. If you have questions here, if you, if we have a multiple, you know, if they have a, 
a, a, a manager and a supervisor, who are they supposed to call? They're supposed to call the manager and the supervisor. Tell them these things. That's what, that's what this conversation is for, is to tell them specifically what to do, who to call, how to call them. Like, you know, if, you, if you're, if we, so I'm telling somebody, hey, Matt, I'm firing you today. You're, if you have questions, you're going to call Tom, your supervisor, and it's best if you email him. Okay, that's fine. That's better. Now he knows email. Now he might still phone, give him a phone call. Who cares? But I'm telling them, like, it, here's your point of contact if you have questions. Oftentimes, you'll have an HR person in the office to explain benefits, or you'll have a third-party administrator. You know, say, hey, here, if you have questions about your benefits, here's who you call. You call Sally at ABC third-party administration company. I'm just telling them what's going on and telling them who to call if they have questions. I'm not looking for a reason to have this uh, situation become explosive. I've actually never said the words, you're fired to somebody. I've never said that. I've always just said, we're letting you go today. I, I, I'm, again, I'm looking to de-escalate things. I'm not looking to ramp things up. I do not argue. And I like, <laughs> not that I don't, I don't enjoy being persuasive sometimes. My wife would tell you, I like to argue about things that, that I want to, I want to, uh, I feel passionate about. This is not one of those times though. I do not allow myself to get into arguments in this situation. I'm simply transmitting information and that's my posture. Again, I want to do this as quickly as possible. You know, for, for the employee who's been around for a few weeks or a couple months, this is, this is a three minute conversation, maybe less, maybe a one minute conversation. It, here's what's happening. Here's what happens next. Here's what you call the questions. If they, they don't have benefits, there's nobody to call. They, you know, you're, do you want your check mailed or do you want to come pick it up? I need your keys. That, it, that it, there's no reason to drag this out. For longer-term employees, maybe it's five minutes. Maybe. I I can't think of a situation ever where it's it's been more than a five, maybe seven-minute conversation. I just I can't imagine where it's ever taken that long. There's no benefit in dragging out this excruciating experience. There's just none. If they have to collect their belongings, I would I would want to time it so there's not much of an audience. I don't want them to have to, I wouldn't pick the busiest time of day for them to have to go in and like box up their kids' pictures and stuff like that. That's awkward. It it it's brutal. Um, I, I would, if it's a person who's been around, I say in there like in a leadership role, maybe even I'll say, Hey, I'll stick around after five. If you want to just leave now and come back and get your stuff after hours, I'll stick around. I've done that again. I'm looking for ways to deescalate this and not have drama and not have chaos. I would rather do it on a Monday than a Friday all day long. I don't want them to have two days to just like go home and stew and like drink or whatever. And, 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 you know, and I do it first thing in the morning. I don't do it at the end of the day. So if I could do it, you know, Monday at nine or Tuesday at nine, that's perfect. Or seven, whatever. First thing in the morning. Hey, we're letting you go today. Don't worry. We're paying for the, paying you for the day. Um, here's what's happening. And when they ask why, again, have, they're going to ask why. They're going to ask a bunch of questions. Those are the things you need to have responses from your attorney scripted out for. Like, what, how are you going to respond to these things? And your attorney has to tell you because it, your attorney has to be able to tell you what to, pitfalls to avoid. And they have to be able to defend it if you do something wrong, right? So more on that in a minute. First, did you know that every one of these podcasts plus other bonus videos are on my Rumble channel? If you prefer video to audio only, that's a great place for you to check out all these videos. It's easy to find. Just go to rumble.com and type in service industry success in the search bar. I can't, I don't have a channel that's named yet. Uh, I'm not, I'm working on it, but I don't have it yet. You can have uh, you can find all these videos on YouTube also, but Rumble is where I post the bonus content. So these podcasts you're listening to are also also on YouTube, but the bonus content I post is on Rumble. Again, Rumble.com. Search for Service Industry Success. Of course, once you get there, don't forget to subscribe so you get notified anytime I add more of those educational videos. Again, 
Rumble.com, type in service industry success in the search bar. All right. So first thing is, before you need to do this, this, you know, if you have a conversation with your attorney once a year, this is something like it's a it's a 10-minute conversation. This is not something I would necessarily call and and say, hey, we need to have a formal sit-down one hour conversation and I'm gonna spend 500 bucks to learn. This isn't that. But next time you're on the phone with them, extend the conversation 10 minutes and say, how do I do it when I'm doing dealing with this employee? This person's been around not very long. Is there anything for me to worry about? How do I do it? They'll tell you. How do I deal with an employee who's been around for a while that has a variety of issues? How do I deal with an employee who's been around for a while and they did one big thing? They did side work. They stole something, whatever it is, right? And again, I'm not looking, I would not be looking for the details of the situation. I'm talking about the mechanics of how to actually terminate the person, not the details on how you decide if you're going to terminate somebody. That's what I'm talking about here today. So literally, I'm saying have a conversation where they tell you how to do the parts they care about, especially the part about what to say and what not to say. That is, in my opinion, the most critical thing is you have to have direction from them and you have to have these phrases memorized that you need to say and the phrases memorized you need not to say. Because there there are very specific things that will get you in a lot of trouble if you say the wrong thing. Many of the things I've covered here are more about this, uh, more about like uh, making this less painful uh, which is important, but obviously I'm not covering all the legal stuff. Again, this needs to be a well-orchestrated, well-choreographed, quick event. Have everything you need ready to happen, worked on in advance. Even if it's a new guy and you're, you're going to tell him in the parking lot, have a plan, have your checklist, everything you need with you. Walk up, have a conversation, and be done. All right. Don't forget to go to rumble.com and check out my service industry success channel today. Don't forget to subscribe if you haven't had a chance to subscribe yet. Please do. Uh, that's how we grow this podcast. Give us give us a, a rating and review. Share it with a friend who's a business owner in the service industry. You never know who needs help learning how to do something like this topic today that nobody ever talks about. You never know uh, what kind of help people can get. So let's share it with them. And that's it for this week. And I will see you all next week.